gonna fly away. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hi. It is I, Adam Pacora, aka the customer service resident bad boy. That was for real mining game at one point. Look that shit up. Uh, welcome to another episode of Requiem for a Tuesday. We about to get lit, you know? Um, coming up real soon, like in like less than 15 minutes, I got an interview with the homies and Lenny. I wouldn't call it so much an interview. I'm not a journalist by any means. Uh, but yeah, we talked. They got a new album out. It's awesome. Uh, please go check it out. I'm going to say that a bunch of times. Um, and as always, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, share, blah, 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 whatever for this podcast. And, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. Uh, yeah. And I got links to all my music and stuff on there as I keep saying. Um, but yeah, a little bit of pre-talk before we get in, just got to update on my thoughts on the scrumptious NFL draft. Now it would be easy to diss the, the only thing that I'll complain about, like, I, I don't I didn't like that the fact that Roger Goodell was like turning around and talking to people on the screen and they were just yelling at him. I thought that was dumb and hokey and I didn't like that they made it like a show with a host. Like why is he the host of the draft? He's just supposed to MC the picks. But I mean, hey, given the situation, everything they did was fucking amazing. Like the technic like technically wise, it was fantastic. Although I don't have cable, so I had to watch on ABC. And for those who didn't watch on ABC, let me tell you, they turned it into fucking Rosemary's special. Okay, I don't even know what that means, but basically, every single pick, if they had a sob story, the people from the draft really tracked it down and made sure that they talked about it. And it made me uncomfortable by about the third time because it's like, oh, this whole thing is just sad. And they had the college football guys on the coverage. And it's like, this is the NFL draft, okay? This isn't about college anymore. And they spent all this time either talking about how somebody died or overcame some crazy thing. And it's like, that's sad. You're already sandwiching in all this pandemic corona, you know, information it's like that's already enough as it is you don't really need to go to like another level with it right uh but anyway so that's what i was thinking about that but then they also like what i missed about it was that back in the day when i used to watch the draft uh they had nfl guys on now i know that they did and i missed it because i'm poor that's not fair to me but whatever uh but like they didn't talk about it like what does it mean for the team they're like Oh, well, he was great in college. It's like, yeah, well, no shit. This is the first round of the NFL draft. I mean, I don't think anybody that played poorly in college is going to show up. Mitchell Trubisky. Um, but anyway, that is not a rabbit hole that I want to go down at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, they were kind of just like, yeah, he was dope in college. And it's like, yeah, I know. You know, can you talk about what this means for the team? And then, like, trades would happen, and they didn't really, w- they wouldn't say what happened. Like, they wouldn't explain the trade. And then they were just super ready to tell their next sob story. It's like, these in it, like these are tragic times. I get that you're acknowledging them so people don't throw shade at you for, like, throwing an NFL draft in the middle of the thing, which, first of all, every single pick totally disobeyed all social distancing guidelines so that's already not a good look so you can stop talking about the whole thing like you're not insensitive for hosting the draft 
You know what I mean? Like, don't apologize for, like, fucking doing a thing. Like, it didn't put anybody at fucking harm. Like, you have no reason to, like, act like you need to apologize for something or, like, need to make some kind of excuses, NFL. Okay? God. Um, but no, I mean, it was nice to acknowledge all that stuff. But I just think, like, why, why are we searching for all these more sad stories? Why don't we talk about how this guy can jump fucking six feet in the air? You know what I mean? Like, what, what happened to that? What happened to celebrating all the athletics? You know what I mean? It's like, I already live a sad life. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I love about these guys is they could fucking run and jump and do a bunch of crazy shit. You know, I want to see you knock somebody's fucking head off, man. I don't want to know about all the bad things that have happened to you. That just makes me feel terrible. You know, (laughs) stop it, Roger, you know, with your fucking sweater vest, changing clothes and shit. But no, I mean, props to them for making it all happen and uh, keeping it clean. I mean, it it ran like a well-oiled fucking machine. You know, they were on top of it. Uh, I, I mean, I just had to share, you know, because... This is the first and probably only time that anything like this has ever happened before, and it's a totally batshit insane. So, I mean, the f- 10 out of 10, like, for that execution. Like, that's why, like, if they were trying to pull that and this was just a regular draft, I'd be like, why did they change the focus to this? Like, no football fan wants this. Um, but, like, they kind of made it so people who don't give a shit about football can also watch a program. Because, like, they knew they were going to get the ratings bump. So, I mean, I mean, I respect all that. It, it makes sense. But, like, let's keep it uh, a football fan's, uh, like, only program next time, you know, regardless of the scenario. Because I think, w- like, would you rather have more ratings or, like, a better reception? And, uh, I mean, obviously, most people, especially when you're in that size of a business, you're going to want the bigger ratings regardless uh, especially because, like, the NFL product isn't going to change. Anyway, this is a weird way to lead in to a punk band conversation. I understand that. Um, so I'm going to pivot from, from this, and then we'll kind of, <laughs> we'll kind of all recover together, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I just want to say that I made a purchase, okay? I, 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 I'm trying to stay off of the internet shopping you know, I know how tempting it can be. You're at home all day. You're like, what What could I use to slightly make an improvement in my life? You know, right here, right now. And one of, one of my temptations, which I have not yet executed on because the price is not really justifiable given my current financial situation. Okay, not that anybody asked. But uh, there's this thing called a bed shelfy, which I hate the name. Just call it a bed shelf. I found it by searching bed shelf because I was like, how doesn't this exist? Basically, I don't have enough room for a nightstand next to my bed. But like the drawer next to my bed has a bunch of shit on it already. So give me just a nice little nightstand, you know, Xbox controller and two remotes. Like that's all I really need. Maybe put my water on it if it's strong enough. But I do use an old 40 ounce bottle. So it gets pretty heavy when it's full. No, I mean, you know, don't judge me for that. It it allows me to have 40 ounces of water at all times, and I bought this bottle for two thirty nine. Okay? You you have a fucking $60 iron flask. You don't even drink a whole thing in a day. All right? I'm experiencing water as a water drinker. Okay? Not as a trendsetter. Anyway. What was I saying? Bed shelf. Yes. 
Anyway, they want $30 for this thing. It basically just clamps onto the side of your bed. But I'm like, I, I can't think of any clamps that would work this way to where I could do it myself. So uh, I guess you win. But uh, I don't know. It's a brilliant idea. I mean, who, you can put anything there. <laughs> it's it just makes sense you know you know how often you go to bed with something in your hands and you're like oh man i'm gonna have to put this on a thing later but no the bed shelf is there i feel like it would almost make eating in bed a little bit more acceptable now i'm still not okay with it like i'll like sit on my bed and lean over so everything that may drop would drop on the floor you know i'm not a fucking animal but i mean just think how nice it would be you know you get your nice little bowl of beans <laughs> and you just set it right there to cool off, and it's right there, and you can lean over, take a little spoonful of beans, straight to the dome, bedside? That sounds like a dream come true to me, you know? That's the America I want to live in. Uh, but the purchase that I actually made, you know, I made, I made a full-on commitment to this one, uh, has been in my head for a long time, you know, because I'm like, oh, man, I, I wish I could just hang with some suave, cool daddy guys. You know what I mean? And I thought to myself, like, who in the history of film has ever had a better time just hanging out on camera? And I was like, the fucking Ocean Boys, right? So I bought the entire trilogy. Still waiting for it to arrive, by the way. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm going to spend an entire evening comatose on whatever I can get my hands on. You know, if I got to drink Listerine, so be it. I think I have enough to keep myself covered and avoid that but you know i wouldn't put it past me i got <laughs> i got some old pain pills in the cabinet uh but i can't think of uh a more appropriate movie for like the times um simply because that movie is just pure fun pure unadulterated fun like made well made stylistically you know all three of them um, and it's like, I, I would like to just escape and let me just have fun with these beautiful men just having a blast being friends on yachts. You know what I mean? And they were just like having fun playing little pranks on each other behind the scenes. You know, it was a bunch of little boys at camp. Only their camp was Vegas and they wore Armani suits and like, you know what I mean? And they're just like pulling fucking millions. It's the most ideal dream scenario one could ever think of. I mean, like, if you just want to have a pleasant, fun, great ride. And, I, I, like, I think nobody gets hurt. Like, it's just, mwah, you know. Kudos to you. And then the second one, they're just like, ha, this one's a sequel. We're going to talk about how it's a sequel throughout the whole movie. We're going to make a whole bunch of crazy things and do meta stuff and have a great time. But we're also going to do it in Europe. So we're going to hang out amongst all these beautiful buildings and works of art. And continue to just be suave, cool daddies eating fucking shrimp cocktails, wearing leather pants. You know, going absolutely insane. It's the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. So, yeah, the plan is I'm going to watch all three back to back. Like... I know some people are like, you ever watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one sitting? And I'm like, bro, have you ever had a good time? Not a diss to Lord of the Rings, people. I don't need to get into a whole Clerks 2 level debate here. Okay, we can we can keep it PG. Or I guess PG-13 if you're a fucking Peter Jackson stan. Am I right? Return of the King fan 69? 
Boy, takes me back. I will leave a little bit of insight here. I'm going to go deep into my psyche. I will tell you my first AOL screen name, circa probably 2002, maybe? A far different time from the land we currently live in today. Uh, But my original username, which I thought was brilliant, and to this day, I still kind of rep. It's kind of sick. It's kind of aged pretty well. Um, And I'm proud of that fact. Uh, I was Spidertronic502. You know what? This had to be at least 2002 because it was definitely that name due to a love for Spider-Man. And the movie was the cause of that. So it was at least 2002 because uh, I hate spiders. I'm a- deathly afraid of all bugs of all kinds. All credences, all shapes, sizes, and leg amounts. All of them. All of them. Don't ask. Everybody always asks, even this one? What did I say? All of them. Did I say most or did I say all of them? I said all of them. Anyway. Uh, that was also around the same time frame uh, of which I was mastering the greatest wrestling game of all time. Um, no Mercy for N64. Now that may be purely on memory and nostalgia because I know that Day of Reckoning for GameCube is definitely the best in gameplay for sure and the create mode was pretty sick and the story was fine you know it was all good that's one of the i'm underplaying it that's one of my favorite games of all time that's right up there with like the spongebob battle for bikini bottom thing that i went off on before they're remastering it i can't wait uh oh i hope that that hasn't been brought down in the pipeline or it might be out already i really don't know what's going on i'm kind of just losing it here um but yeah, my character on No Mercy, he was super sick. He wore Hardy Boy pants, Cactus Jack shirt. His name was Blood Skull Breakstone, and he fucking beat the shit out of everybody. It took every single available letter. It was all one word. He was awesome. So uh, that inspired Tronic 502. Uh, so uh, take that exhilarating information and do with it what you will. Uh, we're going to pivot <laughs> from all of that insanity that I just went through. And uh, I told you. It would be about 15 minutes in. I wasn't lying, you know. I don't make fucking promises I can't cash. Um, let's just dive right in. Uh, this is me chatting with uh, the homies in Lenny. Hope you enjoy. All right. So I am here with uh, the coolest band in Chicago, for sure. Uh, my homies... <laughs> Uh, we have, well, not the full band, but we got, uh, Taylor and Ryan from Lenny. Hi, y'all. What's up? How y'all doing? Doing good. Great. Uh, besides the soundtrack, this is like the first time I'm actually talking to you, Adam. I know, <laughs> right? It has been a minute. Uh, good way to catch Very up. Very professional. Yeah. yeah. It's the only reason to do podcasts. <laughs> um, so... Uh, before we dive in, if y'all want to plug anything and everything, Ryan or Taylor, both of you, whatever, uh, feel free. Ryan, you got the plug down. Yeah, yeah. Plug it. Uh, so you, you can find us on Instagram at, at Lenny is cool is spelled I-Z. And then you can find us on all major streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music under that same name. But our band name is just Lenny um, on Facebook. I think that might be the only thing that's just Lenny and Bandcamp. Yeah, or we are Lenny, but I think right. it is mostly everything is Lenny is cool. Cool. Tight. Um, well, the EP's cool. The EP's super cool. I dig it a lot. Um, 
I remember seeing you guys like way back when you first started. You had like a different member and stuff. You've definitely come like a super long way. Real proud of you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, talk about the EP a little bit. Give us the deets. We so we feel kind of the same way. We feel like we've come a long way. I feel like this EP is like two years in the making, even though it's like a twenty-minute EP. Yeah, I know. Been so a lot weird. of times. Um, yeah, just the songs. Like even I think the last two songs specifically, "Waiting" and uh, "Alex." Um, those are like the first two songs we wrote. Like two oh, years like ago. from the beginning. Yeah, and so those songs mm-hmm. changed so much. I'd say, um, yeah, those were like reworked the most from like our initial when we first started this project. And then the other four songs kind of came closer to when we were actually recording. So you guys kind of just like hit a vibe and like rocked it out? Definitely, yeah. I don't think we actually kind of settled on a a real band style until, uh, until Abby kind of joined. And then we kind of started thinking about the ep yeah i guess we sort i still i'm still not sure if we have a distinct style i'm still not really sure about that <laughs> i like to think i guess that's what's exciting a little about concise. It. yeah i mean if you guys had um, to like describe yourselves to somebody what would you try yeah, to we've say had that had that conversation about the <laughs> elevator pitch i know we, we've never really prepared this elevator pitch besides making like one <laughs> kravitz jokes i mean that's not a bad way to start it is. Oh, yeah. So we didn't really talk about the name, the name Lenny, uh, which is usually the first question we get. So we started booking time in our practice space as Lenny Kravitz as a joke, but also <laughs> for our mutual love for the man. The myth, the legend. And, uh, the legend. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just started becoming too long to type out Lenny Kravitz. So then we just. Oh, it just, it just slowly became Lenny. <laughs> yeah. And realize there might be some copyright problems with that. <laughs> Maybe just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was the ultimate, the <laughs> ultimate goal, though, was to, to get his attention. Yeah. I mean, that's a quick way to blow up. Get famous through TMZ. <laughs> oh, the ultimate goal, yeah. We should have just been, TMZ. should have called ourselves TMZ. <laughs> that's the next project. Yeah. I'll tell them about that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then also, I haven't talked about it on here really but we also all took part in that uh friends cover friends thing that's right oh, yeah. um and so yeah i don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit i know taylor you uh you are you did uh lena's song right who like put the whole thing together i did yeah i i, I did do lena's song um i was a little worried i took the song and I kind of listened to it a couple times and then I just uh, took it, took it my own way. And it became sort of ska at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that happened, but I was a little afraid she'd be uh, offended by my ska interpretation, but she was super down for it. And I liked the idea. I think it was super motivating in this time. I know I felt kind of, a struggle to create, even though I have an excessive amount of time, the motivation has been oddly absent. But I think that Friends Cover Friends was such a good initiative to get some motivation going again in in like a close-knit kind of music community. 
So I really enjoyed it. And it's so cool that y'all covered our song. Like, what did you think about that process? Can I ask the interviewer? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so just a little bit of back information for any listeners. There's this project. Uh, is it just Friends Cover Friends at Bandcamp? Yeah, somehow we got that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I was kind of surprised that that was available. Yeah, so friendscoverfriends.bandcamp.com. Uh, like all like a group of like knit musicians that know each other. We all just kind of covered each other's songs, and uh, Lena Sutter put it all together. Uh, shout out big time. And uh, For sure. yeah, it came out super awesome. Uh, covering you guys was weird. Um, <laughs> mostly because we've never, um, we've never recorded like separate. Everything we've always done was together. And, uh, we always talked about like passing stuff back and forth and like testing it like that, but we've never actually done it before. Oh, um, wow, that's super interesting to think about. Yeah. I, I think you and maybe Brian were the only ones to collaborate with someone else on that. Yeah. On that, uh, album. Yeah, Might Justice wrong, but... just Justice just wanted it to be like our band covering your like band like, and I thought that that was a cool idea, um, but it was hard. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, especially uh, kind of like what you said, Taylor. Like, uh, like motivation's not really there, kind of just because the, like there are no deadlines. I feel like totally. Uh, so then, like when Justice is like, "All right, we got to whip this up. We got a couple days." I'm like, "Oh shit." Uh, and shout out to him. He did most of the heavy lifting, though. Uh, what did you guys think? You guys like the cover? Yeah, I love, like, speaking to what Taylor was saying earlier, how everybody kind of took creative liberties with their covers, that uh, you, it sounds nothing like the original. And, like, the, the last, like, minute of that, where everything just goes wild, that's still my favorite part of what you guys did. <laughs> I appreciate that, as that was my major contribution. <laughs> so, like, wall of sound. <laughs> And like I got that part. He's like, just send me that shit when you're like done. But like, I'm gonna make <laughs> it really. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I have fun with my pedals sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know, like that too. I feel like uh, whenever you cover a song, I-, I feel like I don't like cover songs that try too hard to be the same, just because then it- you're gonna be disappointed. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like oh, yeah. it, there's it, something it, to be said, yeah. Like it was already done one exact way once. You have to do like at least a little something, I think. Yeah, I find what you find, I guess, inspiring about the song, and kind of emphasize that in your own, on your own terms. Right. Absolutely. Like I know, like they made like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the movie Psycho. And Did they really? Yeah, w- with Vince Vaughn. Is as Norman Bates. So, what was the Vince Vaughn choice in that? <laughs> well, the, everything. I mean, that's probably a bad start. I think he was just like trying to break out of like the typecast. Yeah, I feel like what he's tried this? that was a couple times. No, I want to say it was like mid to late nineties. And like, it, uh, okay. there's a reason why. Like, you probably haven't heard of it. It's because like you can't do a shot for shot remake. You yeah, know that's I mean? an interesting thought. Like, I wonder if, not to get too into this question, I'm sure it wasn't meant to be this, but, like, if you make a shot-for-shot movie, but then you just make it in a different time period and with different actors, like, it feels like it focuses more on the time in which it was made and the actors themselves. So maybe Vince Vaughn was on some real, like, 
crazy shit with agreeing to that psycho shot for shot remake maybe they were into some real philosophical implications but <laughs> there's actually some like performance art yeah. i mean it, yeah i guess it could be deeper than i thought we're <laughs> yeah, giving them too much credit i mean if vince vaughn ever needed a pr spin for that movie i think that's it that was it yeah hire me um but yeah i mean uh Wow, I totally lost track of where we were. Now I'm lost in that in that psycho thing. Well, you just I keep guess going. Through, uh, <laughs> yeah, on your Um, no, we we're uh, talking about the yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, have you guys been working on like any kind of like songs? Maybe still in the process during this whole quarantine thing. Not since the quarantine. At least, like, n- not me personally. Uh, maybe Taylor's got some ideas baking, but. Uh, there's there's like two songs we left off the EP that we wanted to record, Ooh. but uh, yeah, so there's like there are songs that we were playing live that aren't on the EP. I think we have enough material that we could have done a full album, but uh, yeah. we just didn't book enough studio time. Um, yeah, I think we were getting. I think we were we were actually about to get back. Yeah. work on a song that we wanted to play because we had a couple shows booked we had a show booked for record store day Damn. we were gonna play at um that's awesome sleeping village yeah sleeping village was supposed to be a release show that was gonna be a release so show but where were we gonna play for record store day what was the record uh, sugar wow Shuga, really that yeah. would have been awesome too yeah and it was it was gonna be really great at sleeping village too they were letting us curate the whole um lineup and we were going to have a pretty punk influenced um lineup of people yeah but we had some songs that we wanted to play at the shows that unfortunately it just kind of all happened that way that we ended up never never pushing and learning those songs and making them ready to be played live um but i think we definitely had some things because it's just funny that we're just coming out with this ep right now because we've been playing these songs you know, since the first show we've played live, we just haven't had anything recorded for the 12 shows that we've played, basically. So it's it's interesting because it is, it's a new thing because it's recorded, right? And we had to go through that whole process. But generally speaking, it's not new music to us. It's music that we've had for some time now. So. Right, right. Like you've known it the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So we, I think we have been... Uh, kind of anxious to make new things and we were working on that but just bad timing i guess oh yeah for sure i think yeah. uh yeah nobody was ready i mean that's for sure mm-hmm. but i mean that's a lot of awesome stuff that you're gonna come out of this with though you know right back onto the grind for sure yeah i think it's been an interesting place um deciding how to release things and promote things when you know everyone was already on digital everything on media and like the whole marketing aspect of that is important um but there's a lot of marketing in just playing shows and getting in front of faces and i think we were really excited for the release you know planning an entire release show around around this ep release and having to figure out how to do that all digitally has definitely been kind of jarring um but we you know we decided to to push it and not 
to keep waiting because I think we have enough people that were semi interested in it. But um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long journey for bands to come back from this. And I'm not sure what the music scene is going to look like after this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. So, um, there's a, like, I've heard a couple comedians like talk about like a similar thing where, um, like when everything opens back up, you know, obviously every date's going to get pushed, like for anybody who was booked somewhere. So like if you were like right there, like you were about to get booked, now your whole thing gets pushed and it's just kind of like dominoes everybody backwards, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, it is going to be yeah. weird. It's going to be weird to see like, is there just going to be like a show every night everywhere? Because that could also be totally awesome then. You know what I mean? Like if just options open up. Yeah, it's it's funny that it. <laughs> one thing Ryan said: all these live stream events that have been happening too. It's kind of funny because some of them are actually starting to very much so mirror, like the actual DIY scene, and people just like aren't really showing up to the live stream events. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think it'll be interesting moving forward. How I don't know how the population feeds art through digital connection because i think what's what's always been tough at least personally with marketing and advertising as a musician is that you have you have to do it and there's so many people that are also doing it and now that we don't even have the avenue of shows right now uh it's it's kind of a weird elephant that you feel like you have to put even more time into which is kind of odd as an as an artist to have so much of a, uh, like a need to market. And now it feels like it's just kind of exponential and you have to stay, you know, in front of people's faces in order to get any sort of recognition for the work you put in, you know? So I think that's going to be a 30 showing itself to be kind of an odd thing, but there's a lot of ingenuity, I guess, and creativity that's coming from it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's uh, it's fun to see everybody like virtually come together in a weird way, like almost as if like, hey, I know that like right before quarantine, I was probably kind of a dick to a lot of strangers. And it's like, <laughs> I'm totally like, I get it now. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, once... Once, like, shows can happen again, they're also going to just be, like, a lot more lively. You know what I mean? Everybody's just going to be so much more excited to be there. I don't think people will be on their phones and stuff as much, you know? Yeah, that's a real yeah, interesting. That's a nice outcome. Yeah. Because, I mean, I agree as, with that. especially for you guys, like, I I definitely know, like, why you would be missing out. Like, obviously, playing shows is, like, a ton of fun and all that, but, like, you guys have a lot of energy and like your performances are really lively and like I can see why like losing that is a big loss um because like you guys just go out there and you really like you know you just kick ass the whole time thanks Appreciate yeah that. I think that's what we we started to to realize about our shows that people liked the most was was that and especially when we do that you know, the favorite song at the end of the night. Every time. <laughs> you got to play it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's the closer, you know. <laughs> I mean, how long until you get sick of it? You think ever? <laughs> I, I mean, know. now I would, I, love, I would yeah. play a whole set of just that song like, yeah. 10 times. 
like for those listening, the song we're referring to is a bonus track on Bandcamp. If you download our album, you can find out what we're talking about. The secret, the secret sauce. The secret the sauce. Secret, the secret cover. Did you guys look into licensing? How serious did you get? Oh, not at all. I mean, that's quite <laughs> a bonus track. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know. Mr. For Kravitz, sure. if you're listening. He doesn't know yet. Just wait. Yeah. When this goes viral, <laughs> this is true. We're gonna give have to give him the like few cents that we earned from Spotify. <laughs> Here's twenty five cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's make, just kind of guy. Sense? You really showed us this time, Lenny. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you guys got any like uh, new hobbies or anything you've gotten into since uh, we've been locked up? Oh, Ryan, don't start talking about it. Don't tell him our <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've had so many, like, opportunities in this the last 20 minutes to just say Animal Crossing. Oh, you just <laughs> been, like, nosediving into it? No, uh, I love Animal Crossing. I, it's, I'm assuming it's not your thing, or if it, that's on your radar. Um, I, I've never, I never understood it. <laughs> I think, for me and Taylor, it's a very nostalgic thing. We both played on GameCube nostalgic i do also find myself in a place where i'm like why the fuck do i enjoy this <laughs> uh, it's know? like weirdly relaxing and like everybody who plays it like will describe it the same way it's just i think it's also a really good it's example sin, of just yeah. hyper voyeurism it's yeah. such a easy, like <laughs> it's a really good way to live a uh like uh, a life absent of stress and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a happy. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem very world. pleasant. Yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. I mean, the music I think is great in it. The, the well, the cool thing about like Nintendo games like that though is that it's they don't just play up the nostalgia. It's like all the new ones are still like really good, which goes a oh, long way. Sure. You know what they I mean? They just keep remaking the same game, and like you can't. They just like fix, fix all the game, any little problem they found out about. It's like they fine tune it. Yeah, yeah, it's genius. I was just playing Super Smash. We just we just got that for uh, Switch, and I was just like, "This is the game I yeah. played when I was younger." But it's just like these tiny little animation differences. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, so just HD. Like, they didn't now. change it at all, but like they improved on every aspect somehow. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it just has better pixel density now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. And I mean, like, they'll come out with a Zelda every seven years, and then it'll be, like, a top ten game of all time immediately. And it's like, how do you you guys just keep doing this? Yeah, and even when they did, even when they do something that's not the same as the old games, like the new Zelda game, this expansive world, it's dope as shit. It's amazing. It's not this thing that, like, kind of veers off and then it fails. It's like, man, yeah, I'm super impressed by Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. Although, like, I will say I got Mario Kart, like, the app one, and I thought, oh, I yeah. was like, yo, I'm so good at this. And then I found out that it was all fake. <laughs> and the game Wait, just sucked. Wait, why is it all fake? Um, well, from what I read, you're, like, basically never actually playing with anyone. You're just playing, like, weak CPUs the whole time. Oh what? In the in they Mario Kart? Lied about their online. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they lied or if it just like doesn't work. I honestly don't like know the full full story, but like I won I've won every race I've ever played on that game. 
and I was like, like, this is fishy. Yeah, I was like, how did I have I won like 14 races in a row? You know what I mean? And somebody told me, they're like, yeah, the game just like sucks. It's just like broken. So I'm like, oh. So they they did they made one little mistake, but it is still hella fun, and then like you just keep winning, so like that's pretty tight. Yeah, sometimes Nintendo's got to play God, and they got to tell you you're not ready for the real outside world. Okay, <laughs> yeah, We're <gonna> absolutely. Let you... <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't it weird? Like, actually, I just realized, isn't it weird how this is like the opposite of when Pokemon Go came out? What do you mean? <laughs> well, like now everybody's just like st- stuck inside, and like when Pokemon oh, Go yeah, came out, right. I I'd never <laughs> seen that there. many people out in public ever. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a in really my entire point. life. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I feel like yeah, I guess Pokemon people were saying it's kind of crazy that Animal Crossing came out in the time it did, and wondering if that was pretty perfect. Yeah. Oh, like there's a conspiracy theory? This. A conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. This was <laughs> all have, just an Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing point? And marketing, it, that worked out in our favor. We kind of <laughs> market ourselves. <laughs> Which is another copyright issue that we're getting out there. Yeah, that, was a, <laughs> that is up. a fascinating one thing we, we kind of did. Yeah, we, we used Animal Crossing for a lot of our marketing for the album, and it ended up like... The way Ryan put it was just, this is the best way to do something that is just kind of teeth pulling, but making it <laughs> cute and making it easy. And we're just going to do Animal Crossing because everyone enjoys it. And it was it was funny because it's a real easy way to get that kind of marketing, uh, marketing stuff you have to do for an album out of the way, but very easily because everyone's playing it. Right. You know? and And it's like a unique way to go about it, too. Yeah, it's very uh, of the times right now too. You guys like made like in-game shirts and stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. we made all our merch is on Animal Crossing <laughs> only, we made exclusive. A- <laughs> <laughs> we shot a music video like very seriously. Like we had these scenes that we like laid out. <laughs> oh, in the game? Edit- yeah, oh, we yeah. shot a music video in the game. That's incredible. Is that yeah, out? That's for our song. Yeah, it's yeah, on YouTube. It's on we YouTube. can plug that. Oh my god, I missed it. I'm gonna have to go <laughs> watch that immediately. That sounds awesome. We had a lot of fun um, making it. I think. It was <laughs> much fun. I mean, it's kind of like, did you watch like American football's Minecraft thing? I oh did. no, I heard about that. I I've heard about. It. I don't even know what that means. Like these, like live stream festivals are taking place on Minecraft. Yeah, and I Minecraft think you had to like you like go to the coordinates or something. I've never played Minecraft. I'm just—it's like a, a virtual <laughs> festival that you can like walk around. Yes, and then you Did can you buy merch. Well, I watched it. Oh. Okay. I didn't. I don't have Minecraft, but I think Minecraft is just this expansive ass universe. My, yeah, yeah, Minecraft that, is like sandbox, open world. Basically, yeah. So like, but you could like, yeah, so, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna ask. Like, so they like built out like a music thing inside of it. Yeah, so there was three stages. I mean, it was just like a festival. And then you <laughs> could do see like people a like running around. <laughs> I don't know if they did. Yeah, they, it was funny. kind you of like wait they in just line stopped to it. Line <laughs> yeah, the bathroom line was the really bathroom. long. <laughs> but you could buy merch. Like you could go, uh, 
out to the table if you liked the set oh, and click on a virtual t-shirt <laughs> and it would bring you to the website to buy the actual band's t-shirt. Oh, whoa. That's, right. I mean, that's pretty like, sick. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Like, if you're going to be at home, you know, that's not a bad way to go about it. And it's starting to feel like this. I've kind of had this thought that this is how, you know, and I'm not going to say this for everyone, but I think for a lot of people, this is a way that we've actually wanted to live for a while and live what, our virtually? lives through virtual. I mean, in some respects, yes, I think a lot of people... You know, we have everything virtually now. And I think a lot of people feel a lot of comfort at home and being homebodies and living kind of vicariously through like artificial virtual experiences. Because I mean, you can still, you know, you can still chat with people. You can chat, you know, like we're doing now. And it just has a lot of, uh, I'm just really interested in how many people have actually found this experience of like quarantine to be, um, something they've wanted for a while and not to be like looked down upon because they like to stay home sort of but a conversation for another day you know? <laughs> no i mean i totally get what you're saying it's like we're definitely i feel like generationally like just more homebodies Right, right. The homebodies have been training for this all their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I also so. feel like I feel like part of it is like if you love it, like that's great, like cool. You're you get to like catch up on what is going on with you. But I also feel like, uh, like I'm also kind of realizing, okay, like I definitely do like going out more than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, I'm definitely out of it a little bit right now. Like I could use something. Yeah, I'll tell you, this is way too long. Reflective period, I guess. Like Ryan, what what like uh, what is your day to day? I mean, are you still like working full time? I'm or still no? working. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Still going in and working. Ta- um, but I mean, like, so it hasn't changed as much for me. <laughs> okay, but I mean, like, how are you managing like the nightlife though? Isn't that still a little? But yeah, weird? you're right. That's still like, yeah, I come home and I stay home. So that's. I'm on the same page about that. Okay. <laughs> Which has been nice initially, like the slowing down aspect of life that you just, you go home and that's it. You don't have to worry about what you're doing at night. But I um, I agree with you that I'm excited to get back out there and appreciate the <laughs> things that I can't do right now. <laughs> yeah, par- party one out. Uh, Taylor, what about you? I think I, I think I've gone back and forth. I think I've felt like extremely depressed and then extremely like weirdly grateful like for the time to to make things and to spend with myself I think I like feel a I did lose my job so I lost my job and so I've had a lot of time um to I don't know just slow down which I agree with Ryan I think the slowing down was amazing um but yeah I I think it goes back and forth. I think I miss going to shows. I think I was going to things too excessively and I didn't actually enjoy them. And I think this has been a good reflection of um, like how adaptable I can be, I guess. But I've also felt, you know, I miss, uh, I do miss that. I do miss going to shows and seeing, seeing things live and meeting new people. But the people I do know, I've actually been talking to I feel like in having conversations with excessively more um, right. 
Yeah, and they feel like conversations that I usually actually don't have at bars. And that's been really nice. So I guess there's something to be said. I think for me personally, I don't feel like there's been a loss of connection, maybe just a transferring of the way that I'm connecting with people. But like I said, it goes back and forth. I feel like some days I feel really depressed and some days I feel excited by it. So oh, yeah, for I'm sure. Not sure. You know, right, yeah. right. But I mean, like, yeah, with what you said, I mean, I feel like uh, there's people that like, you know, you wouldn't really call like you'd maybe be in a group chat with some people. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we could probably just FaceTime for a couple hours. Yeah, And it's exactly. like, oh, this is nice. It's like we could have done this all the time anyway. Yeah, you really, yeah, it's a very personal, like, for some reason that FaceTiming is a very, uh, but you're right, we could have done it anyway. And it's funny to me that this is what it, this is what it took in a lot of ways, you know? Right. This kind of We're kind of like isolation. realizing it now. It's like, oh, we could have yeah. been communicating with people. <laughs> Right, and that's been a real for. funny thing. Like, yeah, like we have these things all the time, but um, I think there's something to be said about, yeah, like having these things, but actually using them to connect. I feel like I've been doing that a lot more and using my phone less voyeuristically, but using Animal Crossing extremely voyeuristically. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> the balance. <laughs> yeah, the balance. So... What is your quarantine binge then? What do we got? Give me some recommendations. Uh, I've been binging Parks and Rec. Uh, I don't need to recommend that to you. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, Same. <laughs> but I've seen so many episodes, but I've never like actually watched it um, in order. So uh, now I'm finally. Oh, out. I see. I mean, yeah. the the Did beginning's kind of rough. Season? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's the problem. I, I've seen that first season, I think, three times because I've tried no, to start the show. Bad, bad, bad. And that's the mistake. Yeah. I mean, even but part of the second that, season is a little spotty. Until that one dude leaves. It, it, yeah, Mark. Needs to, yeah, Mark, is that his name? Mark Brandanowitz. Brandanowitz. Yeah. <laughs> and he, who is that guy? He's um, like nothing now. Well, that's right. the, yeah, that's the controversial thing. He left, like, to be a star <laughs> and uh he did yeah uh, he left voluntarily i believe well and what did he leave what did he leave for a certain project i think just to be in movies in general and i don't think he was well and now, I've like, never every seen other person was in movies <laughs> yeah yeah kind of the biggest mistake ever but they also did replace him with two of the best characters in the show like you know what i mean yeah. like, oh, yeah, absolutely. he got owned so hard it's kind of i feel kind of bad for him yeah. Well, he was, was still like, there when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe's are you referring to? That's true. But, I mean, you could tell. But, yeah, he did kind of take over, yeah. Yeah, he was out the door the second they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, was Brandanowitz supposed to be a gym-type character? I didn't really I think he was supposed ever to be understand like what ben, his character was. Yeah, he just kind of sucked, but he was supposed <laughs> to be Adam Scott, I guess. I, I think that they didn't know who he was going to be either. I think that's okay. the problem. all right. Because, I mean, clearly, like, they didn't know who Leslie was going to be, you know, and that's why she sucked at the in the first season, pretty much. Yeah. Not as bad as Brandanowitz. No, <laughs> I know. I know. Poor Mark Brandanowitz. Yeah, poor Mark. We but, can relate. Like, he, was, can relate. he was a victim of the plot. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. There's no developing for his character. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't Same. have went anywhere. Because he already had a backstory with Leslie, so it was like, there, there really isn't a way for this to work out. Right. 
He was just playing the straight guy, but Adam Scott does it way better. Absolutely. And I mean, because he's a nerdy boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, actually, him. I think he normally <laughs> plays like a douchebag, doesn't he, in movies? But then in Parks and um, I feel like that's Step just Brothers, Step for Brothers. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Step Brothers is what I was thinking. But I don't know. He was in, he left the show Party Down for Parks and Rec. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he was pretty fucking cool in Party Down. <laughs> I love I love that show, but I especially love him in that show. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, really? So it's about like a it's about a catering company, but everybody on the entire staff just like they're in Hollywood. Everybody just wants to be famous, so they just kind of fuck around the whole time. And it's just, oh great! I was down <laughs> when you said catering staff. Yeah, honestly. and it's like all improv. It seems like, and they yeah. kind of just fuck around. Nice. Everyone on that show kind of blew up way after that show came out. Yeah, too. that's kind of like a like a wet hot American summer type cast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just legendary. Uh, Taylor, you've been watching anything? Yeah, I watched. We we watched a few things. Um, I just finished this. I really like this show uh, called The OA, and I was searching through the sub for the OA and they recommended this show called Sense8 which is like a Netflix original and I just finished watching that it's kind of a few years old but I liked it it's got some sci-fi elements um, that don't come out until kind of like later in the plot really good Um, and then we've also been watching this show Pen15 have you seen that? I've heard of it I've never seen it it's like a uh Two full-grown women playing themselves as thirteen-year-olds. Mm, They're in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, and the whole like whole going through maturity together. And I'm pretty sure that the women that are playing in the show are also the ones that are writing the show. And okay. Andy Samberg is like a, an executive like producer oh, on it. Okay. Yeah, so it's got that nice like recommendations on our feeds. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wait. a good, it's a good comedy though. So are they like, are the other people in the show actually the correct age? They're actually children. Okay, good. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's wildly. You just realize so many of the things that you do as a child are just these like very communal things that many, many people do as a child and feel as a child. So, it's yeah, it's very well written. That's what's that show called again? 10, 15, and it's got that, like, I don't know if you've ever, how much Andy Samberg stuff you've watched, but he's got this real, like, childish humor that's fucking so innocent and so well-written. It's like, you don't, I feel like I don't come across humor like Andy Samberg's very often, and I always appreciate it. Yeah, I was, I was actually a pretty anti-Samberg guy for a while, and then I... (laughs) I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine once it got canceled because everybody freaked out. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. Did you like it? Oh, you liked it? Oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah, we watch that show all the time. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And I was like, okay, I, I it- get it now. I get it. Right. It's like he just like full force goes into like this. Like it's it's not about dicks. It's not about cursing. It's like so innocent. I just feel like I don't come across that type of humor. Like he had this, have you seen his skit? I mean, it's an SNL thing, but just about throwing shit on the ground. Oh, yeah, all like, the Lonely Island. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> right. 
my dad's not a cell phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Andy Samberg, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is great. Yeah, the Lonely Island guys just put out a musical about uh, these two baseball players who took a lot of steroids, and uh, it, it's fucking awesome. It is. It's like so weird and obscure, and it's perfect. It's like, uh, it's a concept. If like these two baseball players made a hip hop record together, and then oh, they, oh man, I feel and, like that'd be lit. Yeah, and it's on Netflix as like a parody movie as well. It's pretty tight. Oh my god, a whole movie. I yeah, everybody's just trying to out weird each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, uh, there's that new Tim and Eric show called like Beef House. Uh, it seems. Oh, damn, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it seems pretty wild. It's like their version of like an old school sitcom. So, but I mean, I feel like everything Tim and Eric just results in like somebody getting stabbed or something. <laughs> yeah, it's become fairly predictable in that way. Yeah, like their version of everything is just the same show all the time. I feel like those guys are nuts. They kind of scare yeah. me. <laughs> their yeah, I shit's feel like freaky. When they first- when they first came out like it was some real wild shit but yeah. I think people really caught on to that yeah it was like the birth of adult swim and i was like 11 so i was like i can't handle any of this <laughs> i remember watching that tim and eric video i maybe mean, it's not tim and eric it's an adult swim video um they did these series called the series called off the air and they have this video they were all themed around something it's a bunch of artists putting shit together basically they have this video of an eagle grabbing a goat and dropping it off a mountain. <laughs> that was the most hysterical thing. That sounds really morbid. I thought that was funny, but it was so hysterical to me when I was like 10 years old for some reason. That's so demented, but it was good. <laughs> I mean, that sounds fun. I'm on board. I mean, I I almost like I wish I had cable. I I get it now. That that's my yeah, one thing is like I can't scroll through these apps and not pick anything anymore. I wish I just had programming to watch. Okay, like you just turn turn on the TV and you watch what it gives you. Yeah, because like I have an antenna, but that's like beyond a thing that you could do because there's nothing good yeah. on like ever so like i can't yeah, like do- a certain time yeah you can only watch it like prime time <laughs> right otherwise it's just and there's all these commercials just pandering to old people like trying to steal their money <laughs> it's rough so sad. man i didn't realize like that's all who's watching tv is just old people yeah especially antenna tv because it has like different yeah. broadcasts so it has different ads dude they're like the, the commercials will be like three minutes long, just like really trying to explain to you, like really hammering at home that you need they to buy like this. Six commercial slots. It Yeah, it's not. I bet it doesn't cost that much. Like, I think we yeah, could probably I'll, like start making local commercials. Dude, let's start next market. Yeah, get Requiem for a Tuesday on that shit. Yeah, right. Old Absolutely. people, you need to listen to this. <laughs> because I mean, like, I don't know, like, especially, I don't know if you guys watch Better Call Saul, but like, he, like, did a whole commercial thing oh yeah I feel, man that's a great show that i need to watch again oh man the fifth, back. i'm like i've only seen the first two or three seasons i think oh so man not, not caught up just like breaking bad it just keeps getting better as it goes on yeah i think that's that show's cool. better than well it's it's hard consistently better. it is it's consistently hard. better it's hard to say it it's like a big commitment it is it's like 
trying to say. <laughs> I was even holding back. <laughs> yeah. like, Breaking Bad just has the better premise. But Better Call Saul was like great from the start. Yes, absolutely. Now, I do think that Breaking Bad also just got so good that the beginning seems worse. Because, like, it yeah. it was, I thought it was amazing just right slowly. away, I remember. I do, too. That for, I feel like that opening scene in Breaking Bad is iconic. Yeah, the green shirt and the tidy whities oh, Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So, like, the thing is, like, the fifth season just ended, and it's supposed to be insane, and I can't watch it, so I'm kind of losing it. But, uh, yeah, definitely catch up with that show if you haven't. It is unreal. I'm going to get on it. I haven't even watched one episode. Oh, my. You are oh, missing out. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, Chicago's own. Yeah, not true. From Naperville, even. Uh, where really? Really yeah, I think he is. And he hate. he's like very vocal about like he's not proud of being from Naperville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who's the other guy that's on Mr. Show? Have you seen Mr. Show? Oh, yeah. Oh, of um, course. David Cross. Yeah, David Cross. Yeah, I feel like they're, I mean, now I think both of them are pretty hot on the scene, but I feel like for a while they were just these like underdog heroes that are just, have just been constant in the comedy scene. Yeah, they were on everything. Bob yeah, Odenkirk was right on it. episodes of, he was on Seinfeld at one point as a guest star. Wow. You realize yeah. all these people are connected. Yeah, it's pretty. Like you realize that just like, oh, all these friends helped each other out, yeah. right? Like any other fucking industry. Yeah, and then but, he's a porn star later on. Curb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he was so good. I mean, he's an improv master. Yeah. I'm surprised David Cross hasn't been on Curb. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I don't. He, maybe he has, and I can't think of it. Yeah. But off the top of my head, I don't think he's been on. Yeah, I don't know. We've watched like a few seasons of Curb. We always go in and out of it. I really uh, like the show, but I haven't watched it religiously. I mean, I can see how it could be hard to binge. Like, yeah. it, it's a lot of Larry David to handle. For me, for me, that's what worked. I watched like set six or seven seasons in a row. Like, before, whatever, wherever, whenever I started, that's like all that there was at the time. And uh, as it, <laughs> <Just Kirk. laughs> yeah, a, as it went on, I found it to be funnier and funnier because it was like my only existence, and I I found yeah. my like I was like thinking <laughs> like this guy. You get into Larry's head, bro. You do. <laughs> you become Larry. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm like, he fucking gets it. He's brilliant, and I'm laughing at every <laughs> fucking word. That man has made his. Entire career of just being himself. What yeah, in and just idea. saying what everybody's thinking. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Right. He is a, and I find myself yeah. He is an icon. <laughs> when I would watch that show, I found I like knew when I was starting to watch it too much because I'd get to the point where I'd be like, you know what? Larry's not really an asshole. He just does what people are thinking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, I got it. I'm gonna start telling people like it is, and it's like, oh, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch out for the new Taylor. I mean, I have noticed that uh, as I've gotten older, I will like. I don't know. I feel like I'll ham up, like to like a waitress or something, just to like you know get better service. Like you know what I mean? Like I know how to manipulate the system more, and I feel like he just like points out all the flaws in it. 
And it's like, if he never did that, I wouldn't know that I could like get somewhere. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean? Like if you work against everything he does, then you're going to open up avenues for yourself. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's the way to use the philosophy of Larry David. Yeah. Like if you want to do the opposite of like get kicked out of somewhere. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not trying to get screamed at over my breakfast. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I guess you could get to the point. Like you only want to be, I don't know if you ever want to be Larry David, but you can afford to be Larry David once you get to Larry David's position of wealth and celebrity level. (laughs) It's pretty, it's pretty easy for that guy to complain. He's got a billion dollars. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, so it looks like we are running out of time. I just wanted to thank the both of you for being on the show. For sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. This was fun. Of course. Um, please, uh, plug everything again. I hope everybody goes and checks out the album. Uh, yeah. Go nuts. You want me to do it again, Taylor? You got this. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll probably mess it up. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at, at Lenny is cool. Spelled Lenny Iz Cool, and then also on Spotify, Apple Music. I think we're on TikTok too. Ooh, as Lenny is cool. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, most time. important. Yeah, our music is on there. I am not. Um, we also have that YouTube video. We the YouTube, YouTube video. YouTube we video. How do we find uh, that? Oh us. wait, our name on YouTube is um might just be Lenny. Yeah, this is very confusing. Yeah, if you type in Lenny is cool on YouTube, uh, the name of the song is That's What Makes Me Cool. So it's full circle. That okay, that would perfect. Work, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I also literally just looked it up. But we're also on YouTube. Our music's on YouTube. There we go. Yeah, so on many all streaming things. Genuinely right? all platforms. Even better. Genuinely. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. And, uh, you know, stay safe. Uh, everybody go check out the album. Cool. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. This is fun. All right. So that was me and Lenny, you know, just hanging out, being buds. Uh, Some real cool people making some real cool stuff. Hope you check it out. Uh, Catch you guys on the next one. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. That's MKVHD's thing. My bad, bro. You're killing it. Maybe one day we'll hang out. Um, Yeah, I'm going to wrap this one up. Uh, Just please don't forget... Never forget, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator, everybody. Peace.